As a substitute teacher, should we be personal, personable, or neither? All right, guys, Greg Collins, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Man, you guys surprised me this week. I knew last week's episode, number 129, Substitute Teacher Leverage and When Not to Use It. I figured it would be fairly popular, but what I didn't realize is that it would get more downloads in the first seven days of any other episode we've had in 2021. We are recording this on November 14th, 2021. That's where we are right now, and that was a great episode. I'm glad you all enjoyed that. I hope you can relate to it because that was it's kind of from a from-the-heart episode because when you got a lot of different schools wanting you to come there and you have to make a choice, and sometimes you think you made a bad choice, Maybe it's not so much a bad choice, but just a choice that makes you feel uncomfortable. Anytime you disappoint somebody or you you don't go to a commitment that you had made, if you had multiple commitments, you're going to have to disappoint somebody. So that was a popular episode last week. There's some things that happened this week that made me want to record this one. Sometimes being personal becomes a bad word in today's society because some people think it's a sign of getting too close to students. Then there's the word personable. Now, you know what personable means. The strict dictionary definition is one who maintains a pleasant appearance and a manner. I'm not sure about the pleasant appearance, but I like to consider myself personable. I think one of the reasons that I have students come up to me all the time and share stories and feel comfortable talking to me is because I'm personable. Let's talk about the word personable first, and then we'll say personal for later in the episode and kind of puts forth some things about, should you do this? Should you do that? Is it a personal decision? We'll talk about that as well. Personable. I've been substitute teaching for three years now. Unlike probably most of you, I do it just because I enjoy doing it. I'm not doing it because I'm looking forward to a teaching career because I'm already retired from accounting. I'm doing this really for fun. The schools that hire me know that I'm doing it for fun. There have been times when I'll volunteer to do a day free, like I'm training with a teacher because they might be leaving. That's coming up this week, as a matter of fact. But, you know, they won't let me work for free. They'll pay me anyway. It's They just have to figure out how to do it and the paperwork flow and all that kind of thing. But I am convinced that students will get closer to you, do more work for you, let you joke around with them. They'll joke around with you because you are personable. 
I personally, that's a lot of similar words, isn't it? I personally think that being personable is not only something a substitute teacher is okay in doing, but that they actually should be doing. Let me tell you the results of that. You know, I make it a habit of standing out in the hallway and nodding at students, greeting at students. It's funny, since I've done high school this year since August, so about four months worth, it's funny how the high school students, you've got several different kinds. You can see there's some of them that that know that I'm friendly and will just flat. Some of them yell at me down the hallway because they see me and they want to make sure that I know they're there. There's some on the complete flip side who will not raise their head up because I feel they're waiting for me to say hello first. They don't want to embarrass themselves, perhaps, by looking at me and then me not catching their eye and then them walking away. That's the opposite extreme. Between those two, I see a whole lot of students walk by and look at me and smile, and then they know I'm going to say something to them. And that's what I usually do. I don't necessarily speak to each and every student. Some students are involved in other things. Some, it's obviously they want you to say hello. It, To be honest, it gets a little bit embarrassing. You know, I've got a attitude, or I guess a reputation would be a better word, that I'm very personable. And students come up and hover around me during classes. They want to talk to me. So there'll be times that I have a half a dozen students standing in front of me talking between classes. Does that mean I'm a better teacher than anybody else? No, I'm probably the least on the totem pole in the whole building. But they know I'm personable. They know they can share all kinds of stories with me. They'll occasionally um, share stories about teachers some of the times I'll, all the times I'll take up for every teacher. I know that one of the reasons they like me to be in their class is because I try my best to make it fun. This past week, as a matter of fact, I've been teaching for a teacher that had an unexpected entire week off. I don't know for sure what the ailment is, but since it's still 2021, I'm going to assume that it was a certain situation for five days. I knew on Monday that my services were going to be required the whole week, so I assumed some things. But yet, they knew me when they came into the classroom. They knew I was going to be there all week. They they enjoyed that. They thought the teacher was great, but they enjoyed that. It's interesting. You, you know, you never know. When... When a teacher is at home and they're not doing their normal thing, they hope they're sending enough work. Most of the time, they're not. Most of the work that the teacher sent, they got through in one day, and maybe it was a two-day assignment. That means that I've got to come up with some things to do on my own. And I do it in a personable way. I do it in a way that we can laugh and sort of entertain each other, even though we're learning something at the same time. So go out of your way to be personable. Go out of your way to speak. You know, it can't be one of those morning, morning. 
It's got to be friendly. It's got to be, what's up? It's got to be something that catches them. Just a raw good morning ain't going to do it. You have to practice. You have to remember students' names. Man, it is so tough at this high school because I assume, you know, it's a four-year high school. Maybe they've got, I'll say 400, maybe 300 per class. So that's 1,200 students. I would venture to say that I've had 900 of them in class. Man, think about trying to remember everybody's names. They come up and call me by name. I'll try to do my best that if a student does that and I don't know their name, you know, try to respond the best you can to cover up the fact that you don't know the name. If one of them says hello to me, I might say, hello, guys, hello, girls, good morning, and go from there and kind of hide the fact that you didn't remember their name. And then if there's another teacher out in the hallway, I will ask them, what is that student's name? They call me by name every time. But figure out ways to make your teaching style as personable as possible. Another reason is just just not the greetings, it's just not the friendliness, but it's the learning. Because if you don't come across as personable, they have no reason to ask you for any help. They may get behind in their learning. They may not even want to do the assignment. It's funny, some of the students I've had this week that typically don't do a whole lot of work, I'll make comments to them like, make me proud and... You know, do do some of these problems, make me proud, and then see how many you can do. Most of them come around because I'm personable. I'm easy to talk to. I'm friendly with them. I don't yell at them and say, you will get the first five of these done in the next half hour. That does nothing. So make your style a personable style, and it will be a great atmosphere for all of those students. Let me describe now the personal situation. Uh, There were some things that affected students at the school I was at this week, and you just kind of have to be a couple of ears to listen to what they have to say. Sometimes you just need that personal touch. You can't get too personal. We all know that. I can't let a student come up to me and say something like, you know, my parents discipline me for doing this. What do you think, Mr. Collins? Well, you know, I can't just come right out and tell them what I think, especially if maybe I agreed with them and not their parents. But, you know, when that comes up, I will always say, well, first of all, I understand your parents' side of you. You got to realize where they were coming from and, you know, try to lead them down that path. You can share some ideas with them about how you would handle it if you were a student. I mean, you know, I'm 63, but there's still some high school memories I have that seem like they were yesterday, man. We just had our 45th class reunion this past summer, and it's crazy to think I've been out of high school that long. There's stories that I still remember vividly, most of which I have, probably all of which I have shared with all the students that I have taught. But being personal, 
always be there to share with them. Sometimes they're going to come up in a sad situation. Sometimes I will say something to the effect, you've got, you know, I'll I'll, I'll say it face to face. I won't say it in front of everybody else, but I'll say, you know, I, I can tell you have a sad face this morning. I like your smiling face. Anything I can do for you? You know, come across that way. Don't just walk up to them and say, what is wrong with you? That is the wrong approach. That is not either a personable or a personal approach. But you're going to have students that walk up to you, and they may, some of them may even be traumatized by some things. And if you've established that personable role, they might just be looking for you to be a little personal. They just want that extra smile. They just want that extra nod. They just want nothing that's artificial. But, you know, if there's a, a tragedy in a family, the last thing they're, they're going to want to hear from you is, I'm so sorry about everything that happened because that just reminds them of everything. Instead, just talk to them and say, you know, it's great to have you back in class. Here's what we did. Let me know if there's anything I can do. You, you don't have to be any more specific than that. That is the personal touch. Now, are there some ways of being personal that will get you in trouble? Of course there is. And it varies based on what grade you're teaching, where you're teaching at, situations where you're teaching at, all of that varies. You know what is best in your particular area. Let me give you some uh, some examples of some personal ideas that I don't think will cause too much trouble and will help you to remain close to those students. First of all, one thing that comes up all the time is social media. And I have been asked how I feel about social media, should I become Facebook friends with a student? And that makes you squirm just hearing me say that, right? So I will tell you right off the bat, I have never asked a student to be a Facebook friend. I don't think that's proper for me to seek out them as a Facebook friend. That's me personally. If it works out all right with you, that's fine. Here's the approach I take. Let's just use Facebook because that's the easiest example to use. Now, to be honest, there's more. Facebook probably has leans more towards the older age group now than students. But nevertheless, all the time now, I will receive, I should say all the time, at least a few every month, I will receive requests from students to be a Facebook friend. Now, there's two things to look at. You know, if it, if it had been back, if social media had happened back in my generation, you would just be friends with them and it wouldn't be thought anything else. You can't hardly do that in that way. So here's what I'll do. I, at first, I hope that I know their parents. And if I do, I will contact them. If not, I won't automatically accept their friend request. But I don't want to make them upset or say, you know, I thought Mr. Collins was a cool sub. I thought he liked all of us. I don't want to go that direction either. So here's what I do generally. If a student sends me a Facebook request, I will first look and make sure that they have other friends in Facebook that are teachers. 
and that they're teachers that I know, and that there's a bunch of them. Like, if I go into their profile, and I see their public profile, of course, and I see that they are friends with 20 other teachers, well, then I will accept their friend request. Now, after that, I don't interact with them. I might give them an occasional like if they achieved something like a trophy or if they had a momentous family event, something to that effect. But I I won't communicate back and forth with them. I, I don't feel that's proper, but you've got to decide what is proper for you. I think personally seeking out students to be Facebook friends is not recommended. You still have to make that decision on your own, and we'll let it stay right there as to the personal touch in that regard. Now, face-to-face personal touch, you know, that's the most recommended type anyway. You know, the social media gets kind of carried away, but it's interesting. This week, I had a couple of students share with me, you know, back in my days, I guess they'd call it drama. I don't know if they call it that now, but it's kind of interesting to hear students that I know used to be close, and maybe they're no longer close, and I know students that don't like what another student did because they feel like they just did it to try to get attention. They didn't do it for a sincere reason. And in that case, don't look at the student and just say, I'm sorry, I don't feel it's proper for me to talk to you about that. At least be a listener. You know, let them talk to you. I'll try to be fairly specific this story this week that happened to me. I had one student, they shared with me a story about a situation in which a family had something bad happen in the family, and then a couple of the students took it upon themselves to respond, and one student thought that they weren't close enough to respond, and it was really kind of just an unusual situation Of course, I just listened. You know, in that case, I told them, listen, anybody, anytime somebody responds in a way that is trying to make somebody else feel better, I have to feel good about that. Was I surprised that it was these particular people that chose to do that? Maybe, but at the same time, maybe they're sincere. Maybe they had wished they were closer friends with that person and they could have been there for them more. But You're going to hear all kinds of stories like this when you substitute teach. How are you going to handle those? How can you not be too personal, you know, over-the-top personal, but yet be personal enough that they really feel like that they've got some sincere advice to you? Here's my nevers. Never choose your opinion over that of their parents. If a student got physical with somebody, never tell them that you understand. The first thing you need to tell them is that anything physical is the wrong way to go. Now, given situations, you might tell them, well, here's how I would do it. That's what I do a lot of time. It's called not being judgmental. I don't, I hate to plug another podcast, but me and my preacher do a podcast called The Church Debater and Preacher Mike, and we talk about that all the time, about not being judgmental. 
when you share with those students a story that may help them in their situation, make sure that they know that this is what you would do. This is how you would handle it. And make sure there's a heavy emphasis on getting their friends, family, whoever involved right off the top rather than you just spitting out what you think they should do. You know, from a personal standpoint, you should never get to a situation where you say, all right, here's what you can do. I would always think that that's not proper, but what is proper is always listen to their discussion with an open ear. Don't interrupt them. They're going to say, what do you think, Mr. Collins? And always make sure that you're not taking the side of one student or the other. That's not personal. And, you know, you can be insincere about that. You know, what if both students tell you their side of the story and you went out of your way to agree with each of them at the time they told their story just so that you would appear understanding? Well, that's not the way to go. You always have to say, especially if they share a story about another student, just tell them, I understand where you're coming from. Of course, I would want to hear that student's side of the story, too. It's not that I don't believe you, but I always like to hear all of the information before I make a decision or give any advice. But from a personal standpoint, you can't get too personal. You can always be personable. I don't think you can be personable enough. I think it's impossible to be too personable. But be careful with the personal side. Don't do things that, I don't want to say that will get you in trouble later because that sounds so strong, but I guess that's really what we're talking about, whether it's in trouble with the school or whether it's just in trouble that you've said something to one person and then it conflicts with something you said to somebody else and you're in trouble for that reason. Just make sure that the personal touch is this. Listen to their stories. Be a shoulder for them to lean on when necessary. Don't do any more than that. Just be willing to listen. Make sure that they know who the most important people in their life, and maybe they should be talking to them about the situation. But definitely being a listener and telling them that you understand where they're coming from And do it in such a way that you're not judgmental of them, their friends they may be in conflict with, or their household folks. Make sure you're not being judgmental about any of that. Just always emphasize, if I were in that situation, here's what I would do. And then that's going to be a perfect blend of the right personal touch. So always be personable. Be as personal as you can without getting yourself in trouble.